just realize your biological purpose is to be the best that you can be along with every other living species on the planet and you being the best that you can be means not with problems it means being happy fulfilled and feeling in control of your life and you have a machine all of nature is set up designed for you to achieve that for you to be the best that you can be and you have an infinitely powerful machine called your brain that is whole job is designed just like a car it has one job to get you from where you are to where you want to be easily comfortably and efficiently made mistakes never tried anything new welcome to another inspiring episode of podcast with sheila the podcast that is spreading positivity around the world by spreading inspiring life stories today's guest lian nadam is a speaker a teacher a writer and a researcher he helps people understand the process of creating true success in life by understanding how to use the brain the right way he's going to share with us tips on how to overcome problems in life achieve goals and end our frustrations. Hello Liam and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Hi Sheila, thank you very much for the opportunity to be here. I'm looking forward to talking with you. It's a pleasure to host you today and I'm also looking forward to learning a lot from you regarding the brain. So in brief, who is Liam? Where does he come from? Stuff like that before we set the ball rolling. Well, you uh, you gave me a very nice introduction, and yes, what I do these days is help people to understand how their brain works and how it really gives gives us the results we get in our life, both good and bad. Okay. Um, and I've spent really most of my life studying how studying success, you know, what it is that really works and what doesn't. Yeah. And I've tried all all sorts of different things, from religion to self help, personal development, self improvement, spirituality. All of these different things, and you know, they they all helped me in a lot of ways, and I became very successful in business. And but in my mid forties, I actually lost everything that I had and became homeless. And so, really, rebuilding my life from that experience has enabled me to understand much more about what creates true success in life. And it's what I enjoy sharing with other people, so that they can really get on the right track with their life. Because I think. For many people, they feel that they're on the wrong track. You know, we're not supposed, we're not here to be on the wrong track. Exactly. We're here to be to enjoy life. Exactly. That's that's the purpose of being alive. So that's what I enjoy sharing with other people is how really we're designed to do that. Great. Let's let's talk a little bit about what you had gone through before we come to why you decided to go into research about the brain to be able to do the things differently. So whilst you had become homeless. What happened? What did you do? What were the lessons you learned from there? And what engineered your research? Okay, well, well, when I became homeless, I basically went from being a multimillionaire to losing everything. And I remember asking, and I had to move back in with my elderly mother and sleep on the sofa in her, her living room in, in her small apartment. Mm -hmm. And I had absolutely no idea what to do. Yeah. And the other thing I really had, was very puzzled by was why it had happened to me. Yeah. Because as I said earlier, I'd studied everything I could to do with success. Yeah. I'd done, I'd been to lots of seminars. I'd read a lot of books. I'd done workshops and, and studied a lot of things. And I knew all about changing your beliefs and, and setting goals and visualization. 
and all of these things that are designed to help you to be in control of your life but for the but for the strange for some strange reason I was totally out of control of my life and I thought why has this happened to me because I thought I knew how to make my life work but what actually happened after that and what led me to the brain was that as I pulled myself out of that situation and you know things yeah. did get better obviously yeah. what I noticed was my life was going was working out in a very different way to the way it had before because what had happened before when I was this an entrepreneur with lots of businesses and <clears throat> you know doing really well financially yeah. was that I always had lots of problems I always had lots of stress and I was forever chasing after success so I was setting goals I was looking for new ways to be more successful and I was pushing and trying and motivating myself and determined to achieve more and more success and <clears throat> as I say the result of that was yes I did achieve a lot of success but a lot of the time I wasn't that happy because I was dealing with all of these problems all the time and I got to the point of thinking well well obviously problems are a natural part of success and in yeah. fact I'd read that yeah. and I'd come to believe that that yeah. if you want to be successful you have to struggle yeah you have to overcome mm. challenges exactly. and I subsequently realized that's not true mm. because of how our brain works but at the time that's what I thought so when my life started to move in a different direction after I moved out of being homeless or should I say moved out of my mother's mm -hmm. small apartment yeah. off the sofa and got myself going again mm -hmm. What I found was things were going quite differently because instead of me chasing after success, it was almost like success was coming to me. So instead of me going out and trying and struggle to find things to do and make things work, coincidences, interesting situations, people came to me, ideas, opportunities, it's like they came to me. And I'd think of something and thought, well, that's a good idea for a business because I did actually set up a couple of new businesses. and. But, I, but it, what, they weren't a struggle to do that. It was like things were coming to me. And I found that I was earning really good money again, enough money to do all of the things that I wanted to do. And I was doing a lot of the things that I'd always, always wanted to do, but never been able to. And not only that, but I, I realized I didn't have any real problems. I didn't have any stress. You know, I wasn't waking up in the morning dreading opening my email to see all the problems. I wasn't going to bed at night worried about all of the things that I, the problems and trying to think, how am I going to solve that problem in my business or my, or my life? Mm -hmm. And this isn't going well. And, you know, I need to struggle to find an answer. None of that was happening. Things were working. It was like things were just falling into place naturally. Wow. So <clears throat> when I realized this was going on, I thought I want to figure out what's going on here yeah. because despite all my knowledge and all of these success techniques, I don't have the stress and problems anymore and I wanted to know what am I doing differently that I wasn't doing before because I want to make sure I keep doing this this is working yeah I want to find out what it is and that's what led me to to research or, or really to come across the function purpose and mechanism of how the brain works and how fundamental it is to creating the life that we actually live Wow I don't want to waste too much time on that I want to actually understand what really happened how the brain works, exactly what it is that made you live this different life without stress. Hmm. Well, I didn't realize at the time what I was doing, hmm. but I was using my brain in a different way. 
And perhaps the easiest way to explain that is I could explain simply how the brain actually works. Mm. Because, and I'm sure that will help your listeners understand what I was what I was doing differently and what they can do differently pretty well straight away to get to, to start really getting in control of problems if they've got them and getting rid of the stress and, and frustration that that most that many people if not most people's yeah. lives are punctuated by so what I actually have done is I've created a model for how the brain works and it's very simple and it's non-technical because your brain is literally designed to be easy to use mm. And the purpose of your brain, if I could just say this too, the purpose of your brain, people think talk about the brain, the mind, the ears, etc. But it's actually fundamental because you have a biological purpose for being alive. You operate in a physical body. You're a biological entity. And your brain has a biological function. And the function that it, that it is, is to make sure you live your biological purpose. And your biological purpose is to survive. And the way you survive is, is by thriving, by being the best that you can be. The better you are, the more your chances of survival. Mm -hmm. So that's your purpose, is to be the best that you can be biologically. That's what you're designed to do. And your brain is the machine that's been given to you, just like it's been given to all other forms of life. We have a brain that's sole job is to make you thrive, make you the best that you can be, so that you have the greatest chance of survival. It's trying to keep you alive and surviving. Yeah. and therefore at your best. And that means being your happiest. That means without problems. That means without stress. So how it works, quite simply, there are four parts to your brain. Now, the first part is what I call your thinking brain. So what your thinking brain does is it gathers all the information that you have in your life from that comes to you from your five senses. So everything you hear, smell, taste, touch, and see, and also all of your ideas and thoughts and anything that comes to you this comes into the thinking brain and it's stored there in, in basically what is a large library or a database of all of your all of your experience and then every moment right up until now the second part of your brain is your emotional brain that's your feeling brain and that's responsible for making you feel certain ways whatever it is from loving happy excited grateful all the way down to stressed worried afraid anxious that's managed by your feeling brain, your emotional brain. The third part of your brain, which is really important as well, is your survival brain. And this is actually located towards the back of your head, but this is the part of your brain that manages everything to do with your moment-by-moment -moment survival that you're not thinking about. So you're breathing, your heart rate, it's keeping all of your organs functioning, it's keeping you alive, basically. But the survival brain has one other very important function, which is a part of your survival, and that is, very occasionally in your life, you might be faced with an, with a, an unexpected but an, an immediate threat or danger to your survival. So in prehistoric times, you might have been walking through the forest and a lion might jump out of the forest that, mm -hmm. from behind a rock. So what your survival brain does, it's designed to protect you from threats like that. Something that could is unexpected but could kill you or, or at least harm you. Mm -hmm. And what it actually does is it activates something that creates this fight, flight, freeze mechanism we've probably heard, heard about where you react. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, with a lion, you might shout for help or run away or, or um, try and stay and fight. Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, I'm sure we've always had this experience where you just react to something and you're mm -hmm. not thinking about it. And you don't, you're not, it's like you're not in control. It's, it's your brain is just 
making you do something to deal with an immediate danger. It might be jumping out of the way of somebody running towards you or putting up your mm -hmm. arms to protect yourself or whatever yeah. it is. So that's a very important function of the survival brain. And I'll come back to that because this is really critical to understanding how most people are using their brain the wrong way and how they can switch to using it the right way. So the fourth part of the brain is what I call the creative brain. And remember I said earlier, your purpose is to be the best that you can be so that you have the greatest chance for survival. That's how you're biologically designed. This is actually managed primarily by your creative brain. And your creative brain, it's not your thinking, it's not your thoughts, it's not your feelings, it's not your reactions, <clears throat> but it's something else. It's where your imagination comes from, your creativity. It's where you get that gut feeling. Ah, oh, that looks like a good idea. I should do that. Or you think, that's a bad idea. I shouldn't do that. And oftentimes, of course, we override this little voice. Sometimes we call inside ourselves. But this is all our creative brain trying to get us to do the right thing. And if we follow its guidance, we will do the right thing. Yeah. And this part of the brain also manages your motivation and your willingness to do the right thing as well. It doesn't just give you the right ideas of what to do. It makes sure it gives you the motivation to actually do it. And this part of your brain also, remember, this is about managing your environment to make sure that you have the best chance for survival. This part of your brain actually has the ability to bring to you the right people, the right circumstances, the right opportunities, the right situations that are going to make you happy and living at your best. And needless to say, when you're using your creative brain properly, that's when you are happy. That's when your life is really working. You're doing the right things. You're coming up with the right ideas the right situations and people are coming into your life. You're making the right decisions. And you're feeling resourceful, you're feeling empowered, creative, loving, grateful. You're contributing to others. So this is the, when you use your brain correctly, that's the, the part of your brain that is activated and in control. And it uses your thoughts and your emotions and your survival, obviously, as and when necessary. But this is the driver. But there's only one time when you're not supposed to be living in that state, being the best that you can be. Because remember, that's your purpose, be the best you can be for survival. And that one time is, of course, when an unexpected threat comes along. So the lion runs out at you. Mm. And what happens then is very interesting because the brain literally recognizes that you're faced with an immediate threat or danger and it activates chemicals to make you feel fear, stress, worry, and anxiety. And when you do that, when you feel that fear, it activates the survival instinct, which has you react against the threat or the danger. And that's absolutely perfect. Because the idea is then you get rid of that danger, you whatever you run away, fight, whatever it is, but you, your brain says, I need to get rid of this threat, this danger as quickly and effectively as possible, so that you get back into that your natural creative state, carrying on thriving to be the best that you can be. That's what it's designed to do on very rare occasions because most of the time these days, of course, we're not faced with a lion attacking us. We don't have these life-threatening life situations coming along very often. But here's what happens to your, in your brain when you go into that state, when, you're, when it recognizes as a threat or a danger. What it does is it takes all of the resources from the rest of your brain, the rest of your body, and applies it to getting rid of that danger because you could you're going to need all the energy you have you could need all of the energy you have you have to get rid of that danger and it shuts off anything that's not useful to that to eliminating that danger 
And guess what's not useful to eliminating an immediate threat or danger? Your creative brain. Mm. Yeah. Your, your creativity, your imagination, your, your positive thinking, if you like, your motivation, your awareness. None of that is not only it's, is it not helpful, or, or sorry, not necessary, it's not helpful. It actually could be dangerous. If you're walking through the forest and a lion's about to attack you, you can't have your brain looking at all of the flowers and appreciating all the beauty in your environment. So it blocks all of that off. Now, that's absolutely perfect when, when the lion is about to eat you because you need all those resources. You need it to focus on the threat and get rid of it there and then and block off all of this other stuff. But the problem is most people are living in this state where their brain is activating this fight, flight, freeze mechanism because they're feeling fear. They're feeling worry, anxiety, stress. And when you feel fear, worry, anxiety, and stress, your brain is operating from the survival state, not your creative state. So you and all of the resources you need to solve your problems, do the right things, make the right decisions, have the right things happen to you in your life, see the right opportunities, they're all shut off from you. Your brain can't do that job that it's designed to do of making you the best that you can be because you, it's, it thinks you're struggling with the threat to your survival. So you can, this is the problem. This is where people are using their brain the wrong way. They're trying to get, trying to create their ideal life using the part of their brain that is only designed to fight off an immediate threat. And it is blocking off all of the part that can give them their ideal life. So it doesn't matter how many goals you set, how motivated you are, how determined you are, how hard you struggle, if you're in a state of fear, anxiety, and worry, your brain can never produce the results that you want. And that's what I found before, with, when I had all the problems and stress, I was always dealing with, with issues. But what I learned without realizing it was to operate from my creative brain after I became homeless. And that's when things started to work. That's when things started to all fall into place and the more it fell into place, the more I became aware that there was a part of me that was running my life and knew what to do, knew what to give to me. I didn't need to worry about it. I didn't need to get stressed. It was actually working. And little did I realize until I really studied this, this is a biological thing. This is nothing to do with motivation or, or trying to think differently or trying to change your thoughts. This is pure biology. And the beauty is, it really is the way we're designed to operate naturally and it's not that difficult once you realize that fear is the thing you've got to be aware of and get rid of from your life. That's it. Mm. I want us to make this quite practical. So how can we operate from our creative brain? Let's make it practical, like a perfect example mm -hmm. of how to do it. You know, because we've, sure. we've talked about the technical bits of it. I want us to bring it down so that... Anybody who just jumps on this um, video or audio will be able to understand straight away exactly what we are talking about and how to do it to be able to achieve results. Great. Okay. I'd like to answer that question by making an analogy, yeah. um, which is the brain is a machine. Mm -hmm. Now, if you think of it like a machine, you mm -hmm. know that uh, let's talk about another machine, a car. Mm -hmm. When you own a car, you know what a, what a car is designed to do. It's a yeah. machine with one specific purpose, which is to get you from where you are to where you uh, want to go yeah, yeah. easily, quickly, efficiently, and enjoyably for you. Yeah. And when you get into the car, you know that if you use it right, it's going to do that. You don't yeah. doubt it. You don't get stressed. You don't worry if it's going to work. 
but you do know, need to know how to drive it. Mm-hmm. And imagine if you've got a, a teenage son who comes into you and says, Dad, can I borrow the car because I want to go to a party tomorrow mm-hmm. night? And you say, but son, you don't know how to drive it. You can't, you can't take it to a party. You don't know how to drive the car. Mm-hmm. You'll get into trouble. You'll, you could harm yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up with problems. Yeah. He says, yeah, I know I don't know how to drive it, but teach me later. But just give me a quick tip on how I can drive the car mm-hmm. just so I can get to the party tomorrow night. And your father's, you're still going to say, look, it doesn't work like that. You, you know, quick tips are not going to get you mm. using a machine properly. Yeah. So I'm happy to give some, and I will give some practical advice, but I think we all need to realize this isn't a quick tip thing. Mm. But I can give you some practical, but, but what I'm trying to give people is an understanding yeah. that this is how the machine works. Because if, if you put me on your show and said, give us a quick tip on how to drive a car if you don't mm. know how, where do you start? Exactly. It doesn't work like that. Mm. It's a, it's actually a machine. You mm. need to know what all need to understand what the you don't need to know the technical name of every last thing on in a car, but you do need or, and what they will do. But you do need to know well you turn the engine on, you take off the handbrake, you do this and you do that. And it's gonna take you a bit of practice to get it right. Yeah. But here so I <laughs> I'm not trying to um you know, I, I think part of the problem we live in a society mm. that wants quick fixes. Mm. And quick fixes come from living in this stressed survival brain when Mm. you when your survival brain is activated in other words when you're feeling stress fear and worry you want a quick fix Mm. because it's like the lion running at you out of the jungle it's what's the quick fix get rid of this danger i I don't have time to plan it Mm. i don't i can't think and that's exactly how your brain works you can't think properly when you're in that state and we all know that feeling when your brain is you're just confused and by stress so there are no quick fixes, but the most important thing is to understand this is how your brain works. And the second thing is to understand that the enemy you have is fear. Hmm. Because I can give you another example. If someone came along to you and said, here's a glass of hydrochloric acid. If you drink it, I'll give you a million dollars. And you say, look, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? If I drink that, it's going to really harm me mm-hmm. a lot. And they said, no, no, but I'll give you $10 million. But look, if you're motivated, if you believe, if you trust, change your thoughts, change your beliefs, be positive, and it won't harm you. You would still say, look, I, I don't know what planet you're on, but you don't understand how, how this works. Hydrochloric acid is a poison to my mm. system that's going to damage me, irrespective of what, whether I want it to or not. It will. And it's the same with fear, stress, anxiety. This is like hydrochloric acid for your brain. It's going to damage you if you put it into your system. So it doesn't matter how justified you feel about, you know, I have to stay informed by watching the news. I have to, mm. I have to deal with this person. I, live, I have a job that I hate and makes me stressed. Or I have a business that's not going well and make, makes me stressed. Whatever it is, it's making you go into the state that will never enable you to really live life to your full potential. So you've got to make fear the enemy. And you've got to say, how can I minimize or at least eliminate fear? It's like how hydrochloric acid, if I've been sipping it, how can I stop getting it into my system? Do whatever it takes. And when you do that, and when you stop justifying the fear that you have by saying, you know, everybody has stress, everybody has problems, you know, this, I, you don't understand me, Liam, you know, it's all well for you, for you to say, don't have fears and don't have stress. You know, remember I did, I, I was homeless, I had nothing. I'd seen my lifetime's work disappear virtually overnight. I don't think, think that, that was something I could have been really stressed yeah. about, and I was for a long time. But things didn't start working 
for me until I stopped being stressed about it, until I stopped, until I let go and said, you know, which is what I did, you know, I give up. I don't know what to do. Whatever happens is going to happen. Mm. And, and that's when I let go of all the stress and thought, I, I just give up. And that's when it started to work. Because the creative part of your brain knows how to put your perfect life together far more than you do. You know, when you're trying to think about what you want, all you're using is your thinking brain. And remember, your thinking brain is a library of your past experience. Anything outside your experience, it doesn't know about. And what you really need and want in your life may be nothing to do with what you've done up until now. But you'll never, you could never know that. But your creative brain does because your creative brain is designed to make sure that everything about you is the best. That's what it's there for. So that's the real trick is to put your sights on fear, worry, anxiety. See it for what it is. It's a toxin that puts your brain in the wrong state and blocks you from achieving anything you really want to have in your life. It's as simple as that. Wow. So it's like when your fear limits, uh, like when you limit fear and you increase your confidence, you succeed, isn't it? I think that is what it is. When the fear goes down, your confidence level goes up. Then you become successful because Absolutely. I... and everything goes up. Your motivation mm -hmm. goes up. You know, they call it the fight, flight, freeze mm. mechanism when you're feeling afraid. What happens when you freeze? You do nothing. What do people mm. do when they're afraid? They do nothing. Yeah. They get depressed. Mm. They don't take mm. action. Mm. And if they do, they, they do it impulsively and it's usually the wrong thing. Yeah. So fear is not yeah. a good motivator. Fear is a demotivator. Yeah. It's only when you overcome fear that you get that you motivate to, to do things. Yeah. So that's absolutely right. You know, it, it is so destructive, fear. It's only there if you've got an immediate threat to your survival. Mm. And it's designed to be used in short bursts because it damages your system. You know, there's more and more scientific research showing that stress causes disease. Mm. And of course it does. It damages you, stress, because it's not designed to be a part of your life any other time other than in very short bursts to get rid of the lion or get you out of the, the way of a, of somebody yeah. running running yeah. at you or yeah. you know, something like that or someone about to hurt you. That's what it's there for. Nothing else. It can never solve your problems in a fearful state. It's not what it's designed for. And you know, sometimes, Liam, when you reach your rock button, like when you reach the rock button, you know that you are very down, so you can't go any further. Then you can, you're able to pick up your confidence from there. So many times I can identify with that bit, you know, you are faced with something and then you are pushed so much to the wall. You know that I, my, I cannot be afraid anymore from here on because there's nothing. I've seen it all kind of thing. I've seen it all. I've experienced it all. What else is there for me to be afraid of? I don't care whatever happens. Now I'm going to face my fear and then get out of it kind of, you know, and that alone can push you up more because you're so down. The only place to go now is to go up because you can't go any down. Well, the funny thing is, you know what happens when you're really at the bottom? Yeah. With your brain. What happens with your brain is your brain has, has a, had a fear. For me, it was the fear of losing everything and, and not having enough. Yeah. And that's why I yeah. kept driving to earn more, make more, because yeah. I had this internal fear that yeah. I didn't know yeah. I had that I would somehow end up with nothing if I, I, I needed secure, I wanted to be secure by mm -hmm. having more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this was my brain saying to me that you need more for you to be secure and happy. And, but when I lost everything, my, 
So my brain, I didn't know it, but my brain was afraid of not having more and afraid of being ever being in a situation where I didn't have anything. But when I actually hit rock bottom and had nothing, actually nothing to be afraid of. I'd spent all those years being afraid of having nothing. Here I was with nothing. And, and it was like, well, I'm still here. I'm, I'm still finding food. I can eat. I can... This, why was I ever, Why did I ever think that it was a threat to my survival that I would have nothing? That's what my brain used to think. But when it experienced that and saw there was nothing to be afraid of, I could release that fear. Yeah. And that's why hitting rock bottom is so good because you you actually get your brain to experience what you've been afraid of and realize it was not a life-threatening thing at all, even though all those years it had thought it was. And that's when you move on. That's when you move into your creative state. You release that fear mm-hmm. and your brain gets to work. It's, it's no longer blocked by this you know, belief that you're about to be hurt because you, if you don't make more money, which wow. is literally what your brain is thinking. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm glad we we're able to throw more light on that. Does that explain why you said um, goal setting is unnatural and sabotages our success? Yes, you can see that, can't you? Because yeah. if you're in a, you know, most people set goals from a fear-based state. Mm. So they say, I'm really unhappy or I'm unhappy. If I achieve this, though, then I'll be happy. So they're in a fearful state or an anxious state. So all they can do in that state is have a guess at what they think might make them happy, but they don't really know. But they've read somewhere, well, people who are rich, they're happy. And Oh, I can imagine if I'm rich, I can have all these things and then I'll be happy. But they don't know. And that accounts for why, for two things. Why, Firstly, why people very, really achieve goals. Because in that fearful state, your brain, you're not using the parts of your brain that actually have the resources to achieve goals. But secondly, even if you do, you're probably not going to be happy because that's not the part of your brain that knows the right goals that you should have. Mm -hmm. So really, what you find when you move to your creative state is why would you bother setting goals when there's a part of you that knows far more than you do about what you really want and how to get it for you? This is your creative brain. Your creative brain is really the, your connection to an infinite intelligence. It knows more, as I said earlier, it knows more about you than you think you do. Why would you limit yourself by setting a goal? Why would you say, you know, I want to make a million dollars a year and that's my goal? When, you, when it could say, well, actually, that's not what you're supposed to have. You're supposed to have $10 million a year, a private jet, be helping people all over the world and living somewhere else where, you, where you've never heard of. Mm. And that's what you're supposed to be doing. And it, it will make all of that happen. And then you'll turn around and say, wow, I never realized this is this is what I wanted, yeah. this, that this could be so amazing. I, I would never have dreamt my life could be like this. So, mm. And there would be more and more books being produced or written and, and published lately, I've noticed, that are starting to talk about this, that goals are self-sabotage. They limit you. And you're, you're setting them from the wrong part of your brain. Mm. Mm. Wow. I would love us to talk more about this, but for the sake of time, and there's something else that caught my eye that I really wanted us to talk about. Maybe we'll have to bring you back on if you have enough time. And that's about marriage. Sure. And um, because sure. lately a lot, there are a lot of divorces going on everywhere. About, I would be glad for us to do a whole podcast on just marriage and even on the part of the right. brain we've not been able to do. So we'll, I would out uh, link up with you later and then we'll decide when we can bring you back to have a part two of this episode and i'm so much interested in it as well so in wrapping up what would your final message be to our listeners 
just realize your biological purpose is to be the best that you can be along with every other living species on the planet and you being the best that you can be means not with problems it means being happy fulfilled and feeling in control of your life and you have a machine all of nature is set up designed for you to achieve that for you to be the best that you can be and you have an infinitely powerful machine called your brain that is whole job is designed just like a car it has one job to get you from where you are to where you want to be easily comfortably and efficiently and all you need to do is learn how to use it the right way and then you then you will live your natural life which is this thriving state it really is as simple as that wow okay. thank you very much liam for coming on podcast with sheila today thank you sheila it's been a real pleasure Thank you. If you've been listening in, this is season two, episode 59 of our podcast series, where we've been bringing seasoned guests with inspiring real life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. Whilst at it, please drop us a rating. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Our prayer for you this week is that you find happiness and peace as you journey through life. Until we meet again, have a brilliant week. Thank you.